I'm the doctor. I'm a time time. I'm from the planet Gallifrey, the constellation of Hesterbrush. Now I see a rise, a rise. Time and relative dimension in space. It means life. Greetings, humans, Daleks, Time Lords, and Monks. You are listening to Exterminating Doctor Who. This is the show on Utter Radio where we take unpopular episodes of the Doctor Who and debate whether they're really all that bad. With your hosts, Aidan Gula. And me, George Ellis. And in today's episode, we are talking about the Monk Trilogy. We are. Okay, the, my, my initial impressions of the three of them, the Monks, that is, I've really enjoyed it. Yes, I did. And one of the reasons I've I'm a little bit confused as to why we've done it for Exterminating Doctor Who. Exactly. One of the reasons I've put it on here is because I I was actually looking at Peter Capaldi episode rankings just to see if there's any kind of bad ones that we'd missed. Yeah. So I was looking at these rankings and near the bottom are some of the usual crap contenders, like the ones we've talked about on here, Sleep No More, Kill the Moon, those kind of things. They're Mm. all at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Then the next one along was like The Lie of the Land. And I was like, Huh? Then a couple of others, and then Pyramid at the End of the World. It's like, wait, that one? That's one of my favourite Capaldi episodes. And then a bit further, maybe middling in yeah. the list, is Extremis, or Extremis, whatever you want to say. And I was like, what? I was looking at this list like, huh? Because I think there's Monk Trilogy, I love it. So this series, Series 10, is my second favourite series of the lot. Of What's the your favourite again? My favourite is Series 4, of course, with the Doctor and Donna. You can't top that. Which Doctor is that again? I forget. Which which? Yes, which, it's David Tennant. Oh! oh but the next one along is Series 10, because I do think the Monk Trilogy is an extremely strong set of episodes. A very thematic, nice, high-concept insight. And I don't understand why it's so low. Right, all of them have great Doctor moments. Yes. Great overarching, overarching, depending stories. Uh-huh. Really nice Bill moments, really nice Missy moments. Yep. It just kind of, all of it was great. It tied together the whole River Song stuff really nicely, adding Mm -hmm. an element to that. So it's, although it's in the Doctor's past, it's still very much, like, it's it's all very, it's very, very good. I, I don't understand why. I mean, let's just get going, shall we? Because we've got to dissect this. Yeah. We've got a lot of episodes. But it's, it's like I just before my last disclaimer before we do it is that before when we've done these podcasts, I tend to look at online reviews and see like what are the reasons people don't like them. Yes. I've not actually looked at them this oh, time Okay, around. lovely. But the reason for that is because I love them so much that I don't want to taint that. Mm. Even though I'd like to see why don't people like these? I guess that's not really what we're here for. We're here to say... You know that episode you don't like? Well, actually, here's the reasons it's all actually good. We're here to check whether or not these bad episodes are really as bad as people say. And next series, we're here to check whether those great episodes are really as good as people are banging on about. Hmm. We're just to make sure you guys check yourselves before yeah. you wreck yourselves. Exactly. Like Ice Cube. Yes. So, how we're going to do this is it would be nonsensical to do episode by episode i think we should start with the middle episode do the last one then the first one exactly it'd be it'd be nonsensical to do that because as you would have learned in our christmas special that was a very fast paced (laughs) let's talk about this one 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 so not going to do that 
because we'd end up dedicating 40 minutes and to be fair episode. with any time we try and even even when we're doing one episode and we try to do it chronologically doesn't we work. never do so no. what we're we going to go thematically and i think obviously the big we're really quite hard to uh, navigate my notes but thankfully they are div- divided between episodes but i think that really the, the thing to start with is of course the monks the monk is their trilogy that's generally how they talk isn't it first thing the makeup's incredible Mm-hmm. Like it's actually it's it's good makeup. It's not then it, it, they remind me of the silence in that sense. It's practical. It looks good, and they're creepy. The silence I find deathly scary. But these but the monks cool, creepy, well set up. Initially, you think are they something to do with the Catholic Church? Because it's a very clever kind of mm-hmm. we're going the Catholic Church. We're going into religion that kind of thing. These dead monks are they? Catholic to that. Yeah, you think there's a connection there. You realize they're not, and there's they've got a pyramid. Monks with a pyramid. It's all, but the the but they're very very interesting bad guys. Because like I say, bad guys because they're they try and come across as benevolent. Mm. They, but they don't try and be saviors. They they tell you we're gonna take over your planet, but we'll save you but only when you want us to. Yeah. And so I really like that. And they do say in the episode, it's like Bill says, they're like vampires. And I do really like that. I love that how the I... doctor looks at her like that. Like, they're not. <laughs> no explanation because he's, he's like, they're just not. <laughs> yeah, but I do like that because it is like, you can't, a vampire won't come and get you unless you say, come in. Mm. And that's how they are, essentially. But like you said, they are going to go, yeah, we're going to conquer you and we're going to make your life miserable, but you'll be happy for it because mm. the alternative is even worse. Yeah. So they're kind of, they're bad guys, but they're not deceptive. They're not trying to deceive you. They're very much just, they're laying everything out saying, well, they're not laying everything out. But like, because they don't actually ever say that they're going to kind of rule them exactly how they do. But they do say that we're that you're going to be ours, don't they? Like they do explicitly say. Yeah, they do. You'll be mine. That's mm. basically, and, and. And obviously, as we see in Pyramid, it's like, even if. People are saying, yeah, come into the planet from deceptive means. They're like, no, we're not going to conquer you unless you really want us. Like, mm. Unless the, it's a pure uh, yeah, idea. Like, like the Secretary love. General says, does it out of fear? And then the th- other three army army bosses do it, out of, do it out of strategy. And then it's not until Bill says, please help us. That's when they go, okay. You've done it out of love. And it's like, that's it's relatively time. sweet. And I really like that. It's, it's different for Doctor Who. We're usually... There's even a bit the doctor mentions later on. If about these the, were Daleks, he says, yeah. um, it's it's in that kind of big speech he does in episode three. He says, if these were Daleks, is it, I think it is. Is it not? Because I, yeah. I think, because he says, if these were Daleks, they're um, like, it'd be so much worse. Yeah, that's the idea. And he's kind of like, cause that's be, kinda... he says, be grateful they're the monks. Like, be grateful they're not something much yeah, worse. Because other standard invasions that we see is just an army coming in full force and just blasting everybody and going, this is it, we're taking you by force this time. And I'm sure the Doctor even says a bit about, like, that kind of conquering doesn't last for long because if people don't want it, they're going to fight back against yeah. it. But when here, it's like, yeah, we kind of want this. And then the monks fool them into thinking, yeah, you do really want this. That's a much more interesting invasion to me. Especially after all this time where we've seen those those invasions time and time mm. again. It's like, you want to do an invasion? Let's do a different kind of invasion here. Because it's it's an invasion of our own making in a sense as mm. well. It's very it's, And it's very real. 
it's well, it's not very real because obviously there aren't benevolent monks who are going to come save our ass. But it's very much kind of <laughs> like humans. You've the bed here. You screwed the pooch, but you're getting a second chance. But it costs you something. But is that as bad as complete annihilation? It makes you think. Hmm. What would you do in that situation? It's just interesting as a concept of is it like is it worth it? Because mate, because what I'm saying is, if I had that choice of saving everyone but I'm sacrificing our free will, it kind of shows you like them fighting back that you'd, there's still a chance of coming out of it the other side alive and and happy. So is it worth taking that risk? Initially, not knowing it's a complete gamble, but I think knowing that we'd fight back, I would probably take that risk. But what Bill does is different to that. Because what does she do? She doesn't save everyone. She just saves the doctor. That's yeah. the idea. Because she says, this planet needs you. Which he would still have, even if he's dead. Because he can, you know, come back, you bleeding idiot. Not if you... Yeah, but it, I think... When you said that, you said if he had just stayed in the room and got blown up anyway, could he just regenerate it? I don't know if that would have been the case, because... If, if there's going to be all these explosions going off, yeah. if you're stopped mid-regeneration, you're dead. Oh, okay. Which is, there's a Matt Smith episode. Well, but... Where they um, basically do that. The doctor regenerates, gets shot, that's it. You're dead. Mm -hmm. There's no coming back from that. So I but think... But didn't, um... But I remember River Song getting shot while she was halfway through... Well, but she wasn't halfway through regenerating. That was just after. Yeah. Oh, okay. If you're actually regenerating. If in the process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if he yeah, was... Yeah. I, if remember, he was I, remember, I remember, I remember. So if he was, like, in that room, big explosion. Ooh, and then another, another explosion. explosion. He's, he's just got to get through that initial fiery regeneration, and then he's invincible for about five to ten minutes. Hmm. Gotcha. And he can grow his hand back. Yes. That's like, okay, I'm... Yes. Okay, okay, okay. Then I'm, I very much understand Bill's choice there more. Hmm. Ultimately, she did the right thing because everything's fine and dandy, but... yeah. Fine in the end, but at the time it was like, what? Bleeding idiot. <laughs> and then it, obviously. I mean, the doctor could have just got a mirror when it comes to that padlock. Just get a mirror. Where was he going to get a mirror from in a lab? You said this Sunglasses. earlier. Why, you said, why is there no mirror in this room? Why would there be a mirror in a radio studio? Why would there be a mirror but in a lab? Like a bit of glass. So like some, like the sunglasses could kind of work. And he's blind. So he won't be able to see into the mirror anyway. Just no, just got no, no, for them to see. He brings the mirror. He gets the mirror. But oh, there's not going to be a mirror in there, is there? Um, listen, I want to be on that set and check this. Because if there is... When have you ever been in a... Lab? Did... Never. Science lessons. Were the mirrors in that room? No. <laughs> yeah, okay, but... the doc... Besides from Emily at the listen, back. Listen, the doctor you know, should be carrying or... mirrors with him for this kind of occasion. And I'm surprised he doesn't. Well, he's not going to have one, especially when he's blind. <laughs> he needs to check his hair. I think I really like about the monks is that it's not the same threat across all three. It is like it's not. This is why it's not called a three-parter because it's not really. I mean, it, but it, it is though because it's it's it it but flows into each other quite. Yeah, nicely. but it's not. I don't mean that sense of like this is one plot that it develops to that and then develops to that. It's a separate plot in each one. The first, mm. the first one is about the monks are studying humanity. Yes. The second one is about they're offering their conquer to humanity okay. and then the third one is they've conquered humanity it's not that in episode one they begin by going here's this and then that develops somewhere else. it is three separate things yes yeah. it's all connected but it is three different chapters so it's not like for example an episode like 
Daleks in Manhattan Evolution of the Daleks, where we talked about the full thing as just one story, because that is just the same plot carries across two. It's not that. It is three separate things. And you can't can't imagine it in, like, film trilogy senses, because by the end of the episode, each episode, yeah, that plot is done. Let's go away. Let's wait for the next film in two years' time. And Oh, yeah, so those villains are back. We're developing that. Okay, sure. It is very much kind of a Terminator style. It's the same sort of battle. It's always the future, future robots. But it's like, in the first one, it's Kyle and Terminator. And it, you know what I mean? It's a different thing each time. That's how it feels. The same thing, but a different thing. Yeah, no, it's and very I like much... That. The way to describe it is as a film trilogy. It's, it's a trilogy... Of the same characters, the same cast, the same kind of, just the same characters, but mm. doing ever so slightly different things. So, and, yeah, no, it is... Or Star Wars, for example. You've always got the, the Empire across all three, but in the first one, they destroy the Death Star. Whoa, it's the end of the day. What is it? That's how yes. this is. and then it's kind of like, oh, let's, let's and do And then even sequels. in the second one, Empire Strikes Back, it all ends in misery, mm-hmm. as the second one does here. And then third one. It's is not all misery, all is it? Empire Strikes Back. It's kind of like a defeat, but it's there's still hope at the end because of the whole. Well, yeah, and that's how this one is as well because it's like, yeah, yeah it's but... all gone wrong. Now the Doctor can see again, so it is very much in trilogy terms. And even if yeah. you, the standard trilogy format is the original is the original, the sequel is usually the better one, and then the third one is. Where it kind of falls apart. I, I don't. Like, I've never believed that. I always believe the sequel to be kind of usually worse than the original, and the third one is where it all kind of finds its feet again. I've always thought that. Well, Star how it Wars. Is. No, not with Star Wars. Boom. Terminator. Boom. I'm out. <laughs> I was meant to go Back to the Future, but definitely not. Batman. Uh, That's another one. The Dark Knight and all those. Batman. Yeah. Original is the original. Second one's the best. Third one is the <laughs> one. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the standard format for them. But then I have my standard format. Captain America. Yeah, yeah, all right. Or, I mean, not the... Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, definitely not, not, even, definitely uh, not Thor. Uh, yeah, well, not even Iron Man and Iron Man 3. Cause, uh, I mean, Iron Man 3 I quite like, but it's not a very good film, is it? No. Right, okay, back on to Doctor back Who. Back on to Doctor Who. Um, no, the Monk trilogy is very good in their each. Uh, okay, which one is my favorite episode? I'm just going to think for a second here. The first one is probably the strongest for me because mm-hmm. the concept is a bit... I think the 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 high concept is a very, as you've said, that's kind of the, the overarching theme for all of this kind of thing. Big, heavy thinking plots. That's what it is. Yeah. But I, but I think for the first episode, it's the most fleshed out. And I feel like it makes the most sense. Yeah, I do have thing. one of my only negative points is kind of a few lingering questions that occur after Extremis. What? Well, one of them is, how did they get in? When did this start? Did they just wake up and they were in this simulation? Is this a separate life? Are they even conscious of this? When? Well, if they're a simulation of all the past and all the history, then they then the simulation, it would just be one day... For these simulated people, I have woken up and I am now continuing my life. There is no like I've stopped for a second. Now my life, it's like I, just my life, because they they believe. Yeah, but when did the they get into that? Because Bill was on a, um, Bill was on a date. Was she on a date? Was that the simulation? That was Bill? all in the simulation. But when did she get? That in, that when did in, she get into that? That entire episode, all of our time with those characters. Like, okay, you know how 
in that first episode, he's up against the door. Yeah? Yeah. Everything after that door, because that's where we come back to, is the simulation. So that yeah, data simulation. I understand that. Okay, so... But when did we get into it? What do you mean, when did we get when into it? When did they get into it? When did they wake up and go, oh, I'm in a simulation now? Probably. We don't see anybody wake up. No, but we don't need to. No, probably way before. Like, they've been in that simulation for years, probably. Or decades, or their entire life. But then, when the they simulation, come out... The simulation probably doesn't run at real time on the outside. It probably runs at like a thousand percent speed. But this, this, this is what I'm saying. They don't explain that. I don't need it explained because I'm not thick. But that's when it comes out. That's the kind of thing I don't understand. It's like, when do they... Have they always been in simulation? Are they still in a simulation Well, they, Okay, there's, now. A, there's probably... Right, all the threads... God, my mask is fighting me because I need a bit of a shave, so it's just getting pulled down by my hairs. Just like... The, all the threads, there are thousands of simulations, so you know there's loads of them. I doubt they're running at real-time speeds. So they're just going to be running really quickly, and it's just loads of different examples. It's just like, you don't need to be thinking about that. It's not. But the, I do. It's not. What the, were the real ones doing at the same time as the simulation? We don't, what? You, you don't need to think of it as parallels in time, because they're not. Because it, But I'm, they don't explain that. That's the point. You're, I agree with you. It probably should be explained. That's the thing that comes... I remember watching it the first time and going, What? Why? What are you talking about? And it's taken a few years for me to go, Okay, I can appreciate this episode now, but I still get to the end of it and go, What? Why are you... It just sort of just goes, simulation, kill yourself, the end. Ah. And it's like, were we always in a simulation? Am I in a simulation? Have I? Do I need to kill myself now to okay, get out okay, of that? Okay. They don't explain any okay. of that. And that's what Three, they need to do. 3, 2, 1, 27. Come on. 3, 2, 1, 82. Oh, yeah, I was, I'm, I'm with you now. <laughs> My brain took a <laughs> moment. I was completely dead behind the eyes then. That... Just stared at me. Okay. Three, two, one, eighty-two. Thirty-six. See, so we're not in the simulation. <laughs> Easy peasy. <laughs> I, love, I love how no, it took. No, it did take me. I was like, "What's he doing?" And then the second one came along, and I thought, "Okay, now I need to say one at the same time." But as you said it, my brain went numbers, <laughs> and it took me a while. So we know. I think we know Aiden's not in the simulation, based on the fact that he's as too thick fit, as I'm ever. Too thick, yeah. <laughs> he can't. He can't be as smart as a computer because <laughs> he didn't know what was happening. Okay. What, um, what That's we... my only problem with that episode. Yeah. Is that they didn't explain enough at the back end of it to be like, we were in the simulation, but everybody else is fine. It kind of... What do you mean everyone else is fine? Like the entire human race. Yeah, but the... Not the, the entire human race don't need to kill themselves now because they're not actually in that simulation. Well, no. But it, the, the way it works is you weren't just a... You weren't put inside... It's not Matrix. You weren't put inside the simulation. You are a, compl- you are a different version. So within that simulated world where the Doctor and Bill both... Well, then you still think the whole thing's a bit pointless, really, isn't it? No, but it isn't. If, it isn't for if, the monks. No, but And for... it would be for us if the Doctor hadn't found a way. That was the whole point. That's the, that's the reason that people are killing themselves within this... The people within this simulated world. Because there's no point. That's why they're killing themselves. Yeah, I know. But I'm saying it's, point, so... it's pointless as an audience, really, thinking... We've just been watching a digital doctor for forty minutes, and no, but it, none of that. It isn't happened. because that digital because it because for, okay, it isn't completely pointless. And then why do they remember it, but nobody else on Earth remembers it? Listen, listen, listen. It's not listen, just their listen, simulation, listen, is it? Listen, it's, there's not enough explanation. It is. I think right. I think it make. I don't see a problem with this. Honestly, I think it all makes kind of okay, maybe it maybe there no could be a little bit more explanation. Maybe, but even so, they explained the the digital world quite well. Okay, digital world. 
You with me? You with that so far? We good? But why is Bill explaining the digital world to, to Penny or whatever the hell her name was? Because the doctor would have why explained it Penny... to her. But why can't Penny remember it? She was in the simulation no, no, too. No, 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 no. The doctor would have explained it to Bill. Bill why can the doctor remember... remember it? Because that's what he did at the end of the first episode with the glasses. The reason, oh, yeah. the reason about that, that first episode happened, like, okay, that, that, that simulation is a simulated event that will happen in the real world with Extremis. Like, that, that will happen, probably. That's just how it was going to work. But then at the end of that first simulated, of that simulated bit, the fake doctor is like, all right, go f*** yourself, monks. I'm going to, I'm going to, everything these glasses have seen, they're digital. So they've downloaded this information, and it's sci-fi, right? So he emails what he's seen like a GoPro. He's emailed his footage to the actual doctor. We transfer. Basically. (laughs) We transfers from we... It's like we transfer... Yes. ...sending you something themselves, and then going, what the hell is this? And then the actual doctor watches it, so he lives that event. So what happened in the simulation... Is still very much important because the actual doctor. But if there's so many simulations, has he just got loads of spam from all the other doctors going? Here's another file. Here's another file. Well, the, enough, well, for God's sake! <laughs> I get it. There's a simulation. Now that does pose quite a theory, actually. How many? How many doctors within these simulated worlds fought back? So how? So, but that's an idea. So how? So the doctor should have known. Bling. Quite Bling. A... Oh, I forgot. Doctor. Doctor. Like, yes, I get it. There's kiss, a simulation kiss, kiss. now. <laughs> but that's that does actually pose the idea of how many of these possible events did the Doctor know of? Like, so he knew about the extremist one. So he could He's got of... basically gone from Doctor Who to Doctor Strange here, hasn't he? <laughs> basically. Surprised he didn't just sit there doing all of that business. <laughs> no, but that's interesting. That poses quite the theory, doesn't it? Like the idea that there's probably more. We only saw one of those simulated things. The one that kind of succeeded. But maybe there's another one where it came closer with a different method. That's interesting, I think. But none of that is explained. That's, no. the, that's the point. That was fun whether, to talk about. Whether or not you get it or not is one question. But then they don't need to say, duh. There uh, needed to be a little bit of an exposition dump at the end, I thought, I, just to say. Yeah, it could have. Say, I'm sure you've got questions. Here we go. It could have done with that. And I th- yes, it could have helped the layman a little bit more. That was Aiden. That was pointed at Aiden. That could have helped. No, to be fair, I do agree. It could have just kind of cleared some of those questions up. I like that it's kind of open-ended because it meant we I could kind of theorize for a bit. And I and I think... But it's what makes it feel quite separate from the other two, in my mind, which is why even we watched Extremist one day and then the other two the next yes, day. Yes, it is it, quite it, separate. It, it becomes its own... If any were going to be a two-parter, it would be the last Pyramid one. into Lie the Land is a two-parter. Extremist into pyramid is not a two-parter. That's 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 my problem there. That it's even though it's a trilogy, that's the only place it feels sl- separate. Not a bad thing because I do think the episode is very strong up until that point where it's like, hey, yeah. But I enjoy it up until that point. Yeah. <clears throat> it's I just think, as, it's the just reason... as the credits begin to roll that I go, hey, wait, wait, wait. But I, think... I could just do with an extra scene here. Yeah, maybe. But I think. For me, that first episode, I think it's just really, I, I do think it's really strong. And I think it all being a simulation kind of adds to it because it isn't pointless, because it still has consequence on the real world. If, if okay, if, if, if that first episode didn't have any consequence, 
and it was just simulation and then we get to the real world, then I'd be annoyed. But it's the fact yeah, it true. did have an effect. Yeah. But I will say a little bit more explanation on All kind it needed, of... in my mind, and I guess this is what we're allowed to do to fix it really, but it's just a scene at the end of the Doctor and Bill in his office at the university. Having a discussion. And him just saying, that was a possible one simulation. Yeah. There's all these other simulations as well. Then he could even say, I've had 30 emails today. Basically, something like that. I just... Well, it'd be a classic Doctor Who thing for him to say, I've had 4,227 emails in the last from four myself. minutes. Yeah. That'd be... Yeah. Uh, now that that's, you've, now that you've shown me this this other side of the grass, this greener grass, I very much do agree with you. Having... But that's, what, that's, what, that's my only problem. That's the only negative point I wrote about the episode, genuinely, is that just a bunch of questions. Because it's like... I have these questions, mm. and really, I shouldn't be getting to the episode. This end of this episode going. If it can be split, uh, they're just practicality and feasibility questions. They're not anything more. Yeah, than if that. this little bit can be explained easily, why not just explain it? Mm. I agree with you there. But saying that, I do think. But uh, up until that point, the, you yeah, know, we're yeah. talking about like the high concept idea. That idea of what would make priests and physicists scared. I love that. Like just as like that, initially, as you that, think, as a, you as think that, it's some sort of divine intervention thing. That as a does question, it prove there's, yeah. does it prove there's a god? Why are these people? Why are these scientists killing themselves if there's like, is something proven here? And the thing that's proven is that nothing matters, hmm. which is interesting. But what the doctor proves that everything matters. It's a nice. It's 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 a really really nice concept, and it's something I'm glad. I'm glad that each. Episode has its own identity. I was going to yes, with yes, its, with its own high it e concept. It e as yes, well. it e it's all three episodes have a high concept, but they're not each of them. No two high concepts are the same. No, they're all very kind of like. Got, first one is what would make priests and physicists kill the themselves. Matrix, yes. The second one is five thousand year old pyramid springs up overnight. Love that. It's very Doctor Who. And then there's the idea that there's what well, the invasion but only invited as we've discussed and then the chain of events just one small incident or two small incidents that butterfly then, effect that then create the end of the world i just love like all it took to end the world one girl broke her glasses and one guy was hung over mm -hmm. that's it most mundane because of those combination of events the end of the world so happened. ultimately we blame her husband correct yes but he smashed was, him. or flatmate or whatever he is but also him for being hung over oh, yeah, in the no, first place. The, because... the, the, main, the main problem here is the guy being hung over. I'm just going to work with these super deadly chemicals. Let's be pissed. Absolutely <laughs> idiot. And instead of 11.89, he did 118.9. And also takes his mask, like, airlocks, protocols. Oh, something goes slightly wrong, I'll take my thing off. That's like the reason you have the hazmat suit. So if something goes <laughs> yeah, wrong... Yeah, but then we can see what happens to humans. I know, but I find... I just, I'm just i just like, right, I'm a scientist. I wear the, I do all these precautions just in case something goes wrong. The moment something went wrong, he throws every precaution out the window. And it's like, dude, this is, the, this is like the... What are you doing? Yeah. And, he, and I hate to say this, deserved to die. Because it was his... <laughs> no, but he let in. He walked, he walked into that. And then by the idiot. third episode, our big concept is propaganda and fake news. That's uh, mm -hmm. fake news. <laughs> that's that's what we get to the third episode. Like it's a really nice mix of mix, really nice mix of messages there, mm. and 
Yeah, yeah, I just really like that. And what that allows us to do for the first two episodes, especially, then a, I guess a little bit in the third, but the third kind of sees a bit more of Missy and the Doctor. So is we get a good contemplation and a meditation on more of the Doctor's character here and things he's having to deal with. Yes. And even in the you know the episode episode two, Pyramid of the End of the World, starts with him saying, I'm meditating. And I was like, yes, and we're meditating on your character here. So it's all it all comes oh, together. Oh, that's, prof- that's both profound and pretentious. And yes, Doctor, we are meditating on your character. Yeah, I've, got, mm-hmm. I've got a bit quite, I've gone a bit arty recently. I know. Anyway. The <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and in the first episode, like I was saying, the thing that was a new... Yes, the quote, without hope, without witness, without reward, is a very famous 12th Doctor quote. But I always thought that was just from the Doctor Falls when he mm-hmm. says that to the two masters. Yes. I didn't realise he said that here as well. And I probably haven't previous watches, but in my head, I just remember it from that episode. So in this episode where Nardole reads without hope, without witness, rather walk, without to from River Song's diary to the Doctor. I was like, yes. oh, that's nice, isn't it? But then when he says it again to Missy, and then she says it back to him, and then obviously knowing that goes on to what he says to the Masters later on, I really like that idea because it's that sort of like River Song's parting gift yes. to the Doctor is that quote. She knows this is the last time. Well, he knows this is the last time he's going to see her. The thing I like the most about it is the fact it ties River Song's story into the doctor's life a bit more than it just being like it it, it means that quote <clears throat> him saying that to missy has so much more meaning it's not just a quote he's come up with it's a quote that was said to him in a moment from his wife that he where he needed like something to just remind him that he's good and then he can use that for and it's just there's so much meaning behind that the, that phrase now yeah because that because then by linking it to river song that links it back to when we first saw River Song. So that'll that'll link it back to whenever we see River Song, which is in the tenth Doctor's era, and then that's also in the eleventh Doctor's era. And it's kind of like it, it's a really, I just River Song is a character that is spread across a lot of Doctor Who, mm. and it connects a lot of Doctor Who. So by making it her quote, it's a very I I feel like it's a very nice way of basically making it feel like, although this is an uh, one thing I love in Doctor Who, and I've said this before, is when you when a doctor when something a doctor who happens but it's very much kind of like it it reminds you that it's still just doctor who it's not doc a new show yeah like when it connects and by having it be a river song quote i've said it's 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 a nice way of everything connecting because as because then it connects to capaldi who then connects it to missy who then connects it to the master and then it's all it's it's just it's and that's what i like as well it's, it's nice. that it's that back connection of saying mm. this is everything that River Song has done. This is the last really we're going to sit have have her from River Song here. Mm. I like that the back the back way in. Yes, but going forwards as well is the idea that when doc, the Doctor says to Missy, without hope, without witness, without reward, I then spares her life on that execution thing. Second time we've seen the Master be executed in two weeks. Um, <laughs> this time when. Not quite as well as the first, like the first time. At least they got him. <laughs> the first time they, they they got him in, they turned into a puddle. So they went. They, they did better than this time. But yeah, um, the idea that when he says that to Missy, he then spares her life and mm-hmm. lets her live. So when she says that to him as well, she acknowledges that quote. So then later on, when he says, 
stand by my side, help me defeat these Cybermen. And he says that quote again. That's the thing that makes her go, mm-hmm. I need to pay him back a favor here. Without hope, without, without hope, without witness, without reward. It's a lot of do, 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 do. I struggle with that. And I really like reward. that idea. It's a new, con- it's a new context to me. Because yes, I loved his speech in The Doctor Falls anyway. Oh, it's a speech and then speak to Capaldi. Yes, exactly. It's going to be good. So, uh, of course, I love that speech anyway. But now that I know it comes from this episode, Extremists as well, mm-hmm. which I probably knew anyway, but I don't connect up in my head outside of rewatchers. I very much enjoyed that. It's 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 a very clever way of giving it more meaning. But I do like that that sort of then sets you up <clears throat> to then tear off in a... Episode three, when the master comes out, there's no reason reason for the master to be in episode two, which is nice. Just take a little break, but then she comes back. It was nice her being in episode one and being like, the master, Missy's around. And then in episode two, it's like, come on, where is she? And then in episode three, it's the payoff. But I like how she's not, like, she's not, sorry, I've completely derailed you here. But I love how it's, I love how she's not like this savior. Like she doesn't like, like in my mind, when I, when I, when I remembered the, the master Missy was in this trilogy i was like is she gonna show up and save the day but then her not saving the day and her kind of just being this guru (laughs) yeah kind of just someone to kind of the not to guide the doctor but to help think him through help him think through something yeah that's what i really liked about master here because i think something we sort of yes we know the master is extremely intelligent but i think a lot of the time we kind of forget that in the sense of just pure intelligence we just think oh yeah he's a really good evil genius because i think it's always kind of yeah because it's always kind of his Any intelligence time... is rep- is always shown as cunning yeah. always plotting it's never shown as just pure but here smart. it was just pure intelligence and i did write that down it was really nice just to have the master working through these ideas to go right so we need to can I find this and then we need yeah. to do that and that you're freezing darling you're freezing. and that was really it was really really nice to see because it was just it's that it is um yeah nice to see pure intelligence yeah i did write that um <laughs> I was trying to. I was trying to think. Was there anything I hadn't said? Um, but it's really not. I really enjoyed seeing that, and then also like the way that the doctor, the doctor's relationship towards the master and Missy in the sense is also that like, yeah, it's this foe that I've dealt with so many times, but I'm still going to go to them for advice because because it's the only person I can really relate to, and it's the idea that yet yeah, they're they're both incredibly intelligent, and they're they're more alike to each other than they are to anyone else. Like they, they, they have more sim that they've, they've, it's, it's like the idea of kind of friendship and love and relationships and all that kind of stuff. It, you said this to me before, it's experience. It's doing stuff together. And the master and the doctor have done more together than anything anywhere else. Hmm. Like they, like than they have with anyone else. And even when he introduces her to Bill, which really made me laugh, actually, when she says, um, wait, why have you got a woman in a box? Because even I think that's weird. I really liked that bit. But when he introduces her, he says, this is Missy, the other last of the Time Lords. And it's like, well, no, you're not. You're not the last of the Time Lords anymore. You literally went to Gallifrey in the last series. You know you're not the last Time Lords anymore. Well, he doesn't remember that, does he? No, yeah. The series before, he went to Gallifrey. Oh, which we're gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we might, I remember. We I remember. Might, I've got. I we might. Uh, depending if we do summer specials, wink, wink, we might do that episode. But he does. He goes. He goes to Gallifrey, overthrows the president, and goes. I'm the president now. Thank you. Yes, I remember that. Well, I don't remember that, but I'm. I've, I'm with you. Yes, but the point is that he knows he isn't the last Time Lords anymore. 
Okay, so why did he say so that? He still, but he still introduces Missy as the other last of the Time Lords because really he's disconnected himself from Gallifrey. That, the, the episode from the series before is about him saying, you're the Time Lords, but I don't like you very much. Because the Time Lords aren't, like they, they used to be these nice people. I remember this is a quote from, I remember this being something that David Tennant's doctor said, but since the war, they're just these warmongers. Outdated sort of power hungry yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, people. Yeah. And the point is, it, it, by this time, he's like, this is Missy, the other last of the Time Lords. And I really like that because it's like, even though Missy is a villain, she She's, still doesn't lump her in with the rest of the Time Lords. That's that's a great way of putting it, actually. He doesn't... Comp- they're, they're not similar. He doesn't think so of a, her anywhere near in as... In a way, yeah. he, she's the, him and her are the last of the Time Lords that he remembers the Time Lords to be. Mm. He's like, yeah, we're the last Time Lords. They're just Gallifreyans. And it, and, it, and it kind of shows his kind of connection to Missy, the Master, how they are... Because I do... I mean, it, like I've said before, I think I said it last week, didn't I? The original idea was to make the Master and the Doctor brothers. And I like to believe that they are, in a way. Even not necessarily biological brothers, but at least such close friends that they can call each other. That sense, you know what I mean? When you're like an adopted yeah. kind of brother. I like to think that not they, they weren't just kind of just friends. They were like serious that. About lovers. I'm sure the Master even... Uh, hints at that at some yeah. point. But <laughs> I mean, the, Missy's always going. For... So there is one. There is one episode where Missy says, "I've known the Doctor since he was a little girl," and then <laughs> says something else. I think goes, "One of those was a lie." So I do quite like that quote, though. But um, I think more than anything, the main thing between the Master and the Doctor is just the bond. No matter what it is, whether it's a brotherly, siblingly thing be it lovers, be it just a really strong friendship, no matter what it is, it's an incredibly strong bond. Yeah. And that is, it's really nice how New Who explores that. Especially Capaldi and uh, Michelle Gomez as well. Because yes. even though, yes. I'm just going to say quickly, because um, I just want to say something about Missy and Michelle Gomez. Incredible. We don't get to talk about Missy much in this at the moment because... We will next series. Yes. Trust me. We're going to have a lot of Missy. <laughs> Just incredible. I love John Sim as a master, and John Sim and Michelle Gomez are just, I love them both. And just saying, incredible. Love but them. Yeah, but what I was about to say is David Tennant, John Sim master, mm-hmm. yes, very strong, but it's a very different relationship. It's, but, it well, is, but it's still kind of there. Yes, but what I'm saying is it, there's, there's still that brotherly sort of. Little Let's bit of work romance. together, and even you know when he's like saying regenerate, regenerate when the bit when he's shot by mm-hmm. Lucy, and he's like saying regenerate. Yeah, I, I'm with you. You see it there, but generally that master and doctor relationship tended to be more of the kind of villain good guy. Capaldi and Michelle Gomez is a bit more like John Pertwee and Roger Delgado because it's but it, but in the sense where it's like we're working together. But it's, it feels like a, a progression from that Yes, one. but I'm saying it's, it's more... I know exactly of, what you mean. Yeah, but not, if, but I'd still, it, I, I know what you mean. It's the same thing. It's, the again, master, it's the same John Sims master, I'd, is more kind of as the villain master. How do you, like that kind of yeah. thing. And then you've got Michelle Gomez, who's probably the... But I don't know how to phrase it, but a kind of more friendship master. You know what I'm... I, it, it's hard to phrase it right now. I don't know why. But um, it still feels like but they still feel like the same character. It's still, but it feels like a progression of that relationship between John Sims Master and David Tennant's, because they did have a moment where they worked together in the end in David Tennant's final episode. 
So it's it it all feels like it progresses properly, and it's and it's still like when the master in uh, when he takes over the world, like John Sims master, when he does that, it's not really. Yes, it's him taking over the world because he's evil and I'm taking over the world, but it feels a bit more like he's doing it to spite the Doctor. That's one thing about the Master. I, I may be misinterpreting entirely, but one thing about the Master I've always seen is it always, there is kind of very Joker Batman-esque. He hates, kind of hates the the Doctor so much that it's kind of like, it's not pure hate. It's like, I hate you so much I kind of really love you. you like it's, and it's that's what that. you're saying in the TV movie episode last week when we, you were saying, why don't you just get another time lord's yes. body? It's like, well, of course, which, you're which, get... which I say to just pick up another time lord's body to take the doctors. He just, just for a leg up. But it's that idea that it's like, well, yeah, of course, the master's going to get the doctor's body, isn't it? Who, el- he's... who else would yeah. he get? I, 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 yes, yes, yes. But um, so what I'm saying is, even with John Sims master, he's still going doing it for the Doctor. So then having the Doctor then become, not the Doctor, the Master then become Missy and then kind of just being like, just being like a good person with the Doctor. Well, not with the Doctor, for the Doctor. Shows that relationship in the same kind of sense. It's all there. No matter, what I'm saying is no matter what the Master does, it's always kind of connected to the Doctor. And I think that progresses nicely from going from John Sims Master to Michelle Gomez's Missy. I was going to... We'll ignore the rest. But... <sighs> I just think that's a nice growth from that. Kind of like maybe the Master's embracing... Listen, I, I, I know I keep trying to kill you and all that, but it's just because maybe I'm lonely or maybe I'm, I feel a connection with you and that's the only way I could express that. And now Missy's learning to be good. And it's like, this is better because this is... It is a very this, nice arc. Because this means she's closer to the Doctor then. Because the Doctor can then embrace her as a, f- a close friend. Because she's not trying to kill everyone. It's kind of like they're actually getting... They're stripping away all of the... I'm going to kill everyone to, to spite the Doctor. I'm going to murder everyone. So the Doctor has to come here. Like, it gets away all of that. It's kind of like, let's strip away all of the beating around the bush here. Let's just get to the point. You two hug, you know, which is, and I think that's a lovely progression and being able to explain that is great actually, because I haven't really thought about it that much. And this episode is a very nice, just example of that relationship between the doctor and the master and how it's progressing or progressed now. But at that time you could see where it was going and it's nice. Sorry. Yes. And it's just really nice. As you said, to have the progression from the previous master, but just for this master itself, just to develop from when we first see her, where it's like, I've built you an army. Don't you want an army? And then to the end of it, when it's like the the final moment of this episode where she starts crying. She's like, I'm remembering all the people I've killed. I don't think you kind of watch that at the time going, well, this is just the master being the master. But when we get to the final episode and we realize this is genuine. Mm-hmm. And then Missy dies. Mm-hmm. Before she then turns into a psychopath and reverses all of her... Um, listen, 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 listen. Character listen. development. Character development and character progression. Those don't seem to be words that n- the current series, the current run of Doctor <laughs> Who seem to understand. No. Because what character development for 
right now for for um, Jodie Whittaker's era Doctor Who seems to mean that's it. <laughs> all they needed to do, oh, just very brief moment before I go on to something else, but all they needed to do with this master, sure, you can have a crazy master if you want, which didn't Should... work. We've 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 gone through this before. New Who crazy masters are worse than any other version. Yeah, because they just become generic. Num, 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 because num, num. they just become generic villains. But the idea... Sure, Chip and all, if you really want to have a crazy master, go for it. And Session wow. to One does actually play it quite well. He is quite nice to have. He, yeah, he plays the character for what it was written to be well. Whether or not that is a good character... But, but I'm saying it's... It's not... If you want to have a crazy master, go for it. Sure, mm -hmm. I might not like it, but do it. Go for it. All you need to do is one line and explain that you're a previous regeneration. Missy is dead. That is the final master. You could e even say John Sim turns into this one. That would work. Mm, well, just say this is one before John Sim. Let's do that. Well, that, that one before John Sim is Professor Yana, isn't it? Well, say it's the one before him. Okay. Fine. Completely fine. And that would actually work, I think, in terms of character development. Another thing about the, another thing about the Doctor, just before we move on, is... Um, I do like the way that he is hiding his blindness because it is like the moment I address this, it becomes real. And it's that very much doctor, cocky doctor idea. They're like, I can handle this, but then really you can't. Mm. And it's come down to something as simple as a keeper. You think, you know, you've got the technology and you've got the skill and everything, but all sometimes you need to do is turn a dial. And I very much like that idea that the doctor... This is the, the, this doctor's had loads of development, the most development any doctor ever had, and the idea that even even now you've come away from that harsh sort of I'm the doctor, you get away from me. I now he is very much like I've got friends, and he works with Nardal and all these kind of things. You still need those friends because when you're on your own, this is what happens, mm -hmm. and I very very much like that. And it's very the doctor is stubborn. It's always been the case. And him hiding that is very much kind of like, yeah. And I, I love how it's encompassed in the episode when he says, when I acknowledge it, it's real. Because it's like, the... I like stuff being subtle and subtext. I love that kind of thing. But the Doctor's so intelligent. Him just kind of, he knows exactly why he's not telling anyone. Like, while he's not telling Bill. And he just acknowledges it. And it's nice for the audience. And it's nice to just hear him say it. Because it's like, yeah, that's exactly why. It doesn't mean he's going to solve that problem, but it's like, he's so intelligent, he understands exactly why he's hiding his blindness. But yeah. he doesn't, but he still doesn't tell her until it's too late. No. That's the thing. He knows. And, he, and we know he knows. Like, we don't even need to look into that. He tells us he knows why he's hiding it. But he's so stubborn and he's so selfish and the Doctor is selfish in that sense because he's vain and the, and Missy says it. He's so selfish oh, he still yes, hides it. Yes, yes, yes. Forgot about that quote. Yeah, that was one of my favourite for episode three as much as episode three. It, I enjoy episode three, but it does feel a little... Out of the three of them, episode three is, is probably the weakest, but they're all great. Yes, but I do still very much like it. But that bit... The only thing I don't like about that scene, mind, is when Missy's eyes sort of appear in the sky. I quite like that because it was very cheesy and it was very kind it of... It reminded me of the TV movie, actually, you know? Yeah, you know, and, yeah. It, yeah and it reminded me very much. It did. It felt, I, I know exactly what you mean. And it felt kind of... And it felt like 
the opening titles where the eyes appear. It's kind of yeah. like, it's cheesy, but it's Doctor it, Who. Wasn't so fussed, I wasn't fussed on that, to be fair. And actually, another thing I wasn't fussed on the episode was Bill's narration. I wasn't a fan of that. I feel, yeah, I it took away from scenes where it didn't need to be there. I just it think was, it shouldn't have been there at all. Yes, it was just explaining minor things, but you kind of didn't really need it, to. I think it took away from the drama. Like when they were on the, I think at the beginning, I could maybe cope with it. But then when they were going to the prison ship on the boat, and it was narrating then, I was like, yeah, when, there's I mean, no when, tension here. When she's talking to her mum in the thing, that's all fine. It works later on. We can come on to that. We're actually running out of time, strangely, but I think we'll, we'll be able to cover that because I'm about to talk about that now. Let's anyway. go. I'm about to talk about that Let's now. Let's go. But the bit, shush. <laughs> but the bit when, um, when they're getting on board the boat, she's going, right, mum. So Nardo knows this guy and we're onto this thing. I'm like, you don't need to explain mm. that. You just, we, when they looked at the map and said, in two days' time, there's going to be a boat and then we see them on the boat, I don't, really need, I don't really need to know how you've got to the I, boat. I, I, I don't care. You, you've got to the you boat. That's all I need to do. didn't need to do know. the narration for that bit. And I think it took away the tension of them going onto this prison ship. Because it was like, we're going to go on this prison ship and then we're going to see the doctor. And it's like, is there any pressure here? No. So I wasn't, I wasn't a fan of Bill's narration, to be fair. No. The thing I did like is when Missy is saying, these are all the things you can do to help you. But if you want me to be good, I'm not going to be your kind of good. Because mm -hmm. you're, if I'm, isn't it vain? What is the actual quote? I didn't write the full thing down, but I think it is um, your style of good is vain, arrogant, and sentimental. I believe that was it, wasn't yes. it? Yes. And she's like, if you want me to be good, that's not the kind of good mm -hmm. you need to be. I'm going to be a different kind of good. But at the end of the day, that is what saved the day. And this is what I was saying I really liked you, is that when Bill decides I need to be the one to touch this bold monk's head and... Instead of just moving the monk, but... And save the day... <laughs> Well, then he would have woken up, wouldn't he? He would just shoot the monk. Bah! Shoot the monk. That's a very different <laughs> program, isn't it? <laughs> That's why they should have brought Missy along. Should have just shot. Should have just shot the monk. <laughs> but when she when she does that and she does the yeah thing and decides to uh, <laughs> save the day, and Bill does that. I like Bill's Bill's willingness to sacrifice. There, Bill is a very strong companion, especially in this episode. I think actually, I've warmed to Bill the more I've seen her. I love Bill so much. Um... Uh, what was I about to say? Well, when she just saved the day, and the idea that I said this to you yesterday, the idea that her go-to is what can I do to save the day is that I'm going to remember my mum. Mm -hmm. I love that so much. It's the idea that even though she's her mum died when she was very young, she's never really known her mum, but it's still some person that she goes to in her mind. She always thinks about her mum all the, thing, the time, and, and, and it inspires her to the point where this is what she's going to use to save the day. And then even connecting that to the Doctor in his sentimental good is that he did go back in time and take all those photos of her mum mm -hmm. for her because she said she didn't have any. So she remembers all of those photos that the Doctor was able to give her and save the day. Some people could say that's really naff. But I really enjoy that. If, you, if, you, if you're... I feel like the people who say that is naff aren't thinking about that sentimental good quote from earlier on. Well, that's, that's the reason... This, right, listen... With Toby Whithouse writing this episode, he definitely wrote it in the sense of nothing's there by accident. So by putting, so I feel like if, like with, I think with most, most good writers, nothing, like everything's there for a reason. I'm correct in saying that. Yeah. So that was a question, not a statement. <laughs> I wasn't just saying I'm correct. In, but um, so by writing that quote about the sentimental good and then having sentimental good be kind of the catalyst for the saving of the world. It's a nice parallel that, and it's it's it kind of shows the master that you you see 
like Missy, you see the Doctor's sentimental good as this vain thing. And a weakness. Yes. But actually it's... But actually it's the one thing that makes him stand out from all other Time Lords. It's yeah. well, the one is, thing is that the makes of... him good. He's yeah, not especially sent, as like... well. And that also his love for humanity as well comes down to that mm. as well. And even by the end of it, when he says the quote that he says... Um, out of all seven which is like why do you put up with those because he says because in seven billion people there's somebody like you which is I nice really, because i really like that idea as that's well that's not because but i love i really like how he says someone like you because that means that yes it's bill but it's also every other one of his companions it, it was an it's a nice moment that and i like it when the doctor doesn't forget that other generation other other iterations of the doctor have companions yeah so that it's it's a yeah, nice and in um in the episode before as well especially because bill had um before she offers to the monks you know help us mm -hmm. and they say you have you have power and she goes no i don't i'm nobody i love how humble that is yes just like i'm no what i don't have any power she doesn't think of herself as special i mean if a well, monk told me i had a power I'd be like yes i am going, going off Jeez. like going off like clara from before oh, um, clara would have been like yes i have the most power in the universe actually i represent the doctor uh, 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 uh. that would have been because that's what clara was like but the difference between Clara and then Bill here, mm -hmm. Bill is very, is very, very Donna-like, which I think is why she's so, she's so popular. Yes. In the sense that, because Donna would be like, I'm just a temp from Chiswick. I'm what? Yes. I think Bill, I think Donna hides a lot of her uh, humbleness, humbility, hum, whatever the word I is. I wrote humbleness, but I don't think that's a word. Yeah. Is uh, it humility? Is humility, that the right word? that's the one. I say that and then someone in the comments like one of no there's no one in the comments no. i'll in the comment fixed <laughs> but um the humility of donna is often i think hide hiding behind like she uses humor to kind of hide that which is the same thing that bill does but i don't think bill uses the humor as much as donna so i think it is more noticeable her humility yeah, what are you writing there i do think bill's bill's my favorite moment for bill in the in these episodes is again in live land when she faces down the evil doctor and she does that whole oh, when she do, when she does all of that and she's like you are my one hope and she has a proper gut and has a really nice uh, monologue from pearl mackie there i do think that is her strongest moment in these three episodes in a scene that is quite controversial and infamous and it fooled you i quite like i quite like the way you put i didn't well, you, you know, we send these videos back and forth. I didn't send any videos or watch any videos during that scene because I like to enjoy the full 10 minutes just as a thing. Yeah. But I noticed when you sent me your, one of your videos, you paused it halfway through. It was 15 minutes, thing, so there the was five minutes I, left. The thing that I really liked when you were like saying, I really hope then they go after the master yeah, and yeah, Missy yeah, says yeah. we need to kick him into shape. And I'm just watching this going, just wait one more minute <laughs> and you're just going to go, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I do think, I do wish the do evil doctor lasted a little bit longer. The evil doctor is a very nice idea. It was a very, the, the entire scene itself, I really think is very good by having him kind of fool her to check and all that kind of thing. It fooled me though, because I was watching it and I was like, oh yeah, I was, initially I was like, there's a plan here, there's a plan here. Then then when it got to the end, just, be just before she shoots him, I was like, He's really, he's gone now. And we need to solve this. And then, all of a sudden, Way! Good girl! Yeah. And I was like, you mother... Like, genuinely. <laughs> what, did you, what did you think when he started regenerating? I was like, no, what? I was like, how is this... Like, Jay, I was, 
I just didn't know how it was going to pay out. I was like, are they going to have him have an extra? Is this going to be another simulation? Are they like, I, I, no idea. Yeah. And then um, it was another thing. Uh, BBC's marketing for this series really bo- bothered me that they that they announced John Sim would be returning. That really annoyed me. Yeah, I know, but that that is actually what got me back to watch this series because I've seen this when it first came out. Yes, but in the in that episode that he he does come back when there's, there's this disguised character Razor and he's all the time going, I, oh, "Do you want a cup of tea?" Recognize him straight the away. whole time. We were going, "That's John Sim, isn't it?" Mm-hmm. And then he takes the mask off at the end and goes, Da-da! With, like, the nicely groomed beard. Yeah, we was watching that. Very, very uh, Roger Delgado, that is, with the disguises yeah. and stuff. I love it when they bring back to the original master. But it was like, when he took that off, it was like, when you, especially when you're once former prime minister. We, I remember it was me, my mum, my brother, we were like, well, yeah. If they hadn't have teased John imagine. Sim, imagine that. Because you could have gone, somebody, you might have twigged and gone, that kind of looks like John Sim, doesn't it? But that's all you would have said. But you wouldn't have, you, like, you wouldn't have put your hopes down on that being the no, case. No, you'd have never, been you, like, no, you, no, no. You would never have gone, oh, that is John Sim. You'd just gone, I wonder who that actor is. He looks He's like John Sim. similar to John Sim. That's Sinn. what you'd say. And then when he takes off, you'd go, ah. And I actually know somebody, a friend of mine. She watched Doctor Who posthumously. So she didn't know that John Sim came back. So she was watching that. She was on series 10. And I thought, if you've not watched any trailers, you don't know John Sim's coming back, do you? And I remember she Imagine got, if you said that to her. <laughs> but she got to that episode and was like, I'm watching World Enough in Time now. And I went, oh, enjoy. It's one of the best episodes ever. And I, I just thought, right, let's look at the time. Maybe it was like one o'clock. I thought, I'm just going to wait till about 1.45 and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And it was just this like raging, just like, oh my God, I can't believe what just happened. <laughs> and I was like, this is the reaction that should have happened. Yes. But Doctor Who ruined it by saying he was coming back. And they should never have done that. The other thing they ruined was this regeneration. The idea that the reason it's here is because they weren't ever going to reveal it. And then you'd see this and go, oh, are we doing this now? Mm-hmm. That was the idea, but Doctor Who teased it was coming. So ah. like in the trailer, you saw that regeneration. So it's like, well, it's not going to be the regeneration then, is it? But if they hadn't have done that, then this would have been an episode to go, yo, we're getting Jodie Whittaker now. Like in the back of your mind, you probably would have been like, and maybe not probably like just thinking, okay, we've got a couple more episodes. Maybe not. But at the time, but you still would have been so shocked that you would have believed it at the moment. Yeah. Like when David Tennant regenerated. When yes. he was exterminated by the Dalek. Mm-hmm. Everybody then was going, no way. Yeah, I know. We're getting Matt Smith the, now? The, the, <laughs> the, the fear I felt when that, when that first happened was genuine, like, you better not. Because I was like, like when he did that first, re- like that fake regeneration, you know, I was like, no, no, D- David, hold on, just another episode, mate. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it was quite nice to see this regeneration scene. Sort of, it was not, it was that same reaction I had when my friend found out the master was back. It was nice to see that from somebody who hadn't seen yes. trailers or hadn't, it doesn't know the context, and you're like, I think this is going to happen, but I'm like, <laughs> one more minute, and you're going to be like. <laughs> What? And then you were just like, I'm so frustrated. I can't believe I fell for that. Like, I'm not frustrated over how, like, oh, it's a missed opportunity. They should have done more. I'm frustrated, frustrated over in yourself. Because you I fell, fell for it. Because yeah. I loved, when it comes to TV shows, I always, or films, whenever I'm watching them, I'm always thinking about what can happen next. And I, I like, this was arrogant, but like 80% of the time, I'm able to predict kind of where something goes. Because. You, I, I can because I'm a, like we make films. I can think yes. kind of from a filmmaking standpoint. That's, I mean, that's that's ex- to uh, to uh, give that an example. That's exactly how I felt about Falcon and Winter Soldier, for example. 
I was never like, where's this going? Yeah. I was like, so he's going to be Captain America at the end. As I, Bradley's going to walk about like, as me. You usually, knew exactly where usually it was going. I'm able to predict where stuff goes. Yeah. So in, and with Doctor Who, that's never really been otherwise because it's always, I've seen most of it and it's like, this, this character will do this and this and this. Easy peasy. But I still love it, obviously. So when I was watching this scene, I was like, okay, if we're, we're going down this route of him kind of being bad, and the, but the fact is he explained his reasoning for it so well for him being bad to the point where it was like, yeah, that makes sense for the doctor to do this in this moment. Like it made kind of sense. Yeah. So I was, so then, so I was fully on board and I was like, okay, let's theorize what's going to happen next. And then a minute later, he was like, wait, oh, yeah. The thing, that I, the thing that I really like about it as well, oh. some, of the, some of the things the doctor's saying and then he's like, going, you humans, you humans, you never learn. How, you've got these examples yeah, of, of fascism. fascism da, da, da. And so much of his monologue, even though he's faking it, I think a lot of it is real yes. as well. And he's that's just, what I he's think given is really the opportunity. Strong. The it's, doctor can just tell you how it is. Yeah, this is the doctor's faking. Just, the doctor's going, yeah. I need to rant here, but I can go, hey, it's not really real. But really, I'm thinking, you humans... I love you, mm. humans. By the end of the episode, he's going, I love humans. But at this point, he's like going, Come on, but you guys. don't are frustrating <laughs> at know. times. You guys are thick and dumb most of the time. But I do Yeah, like, And even though I say I like, like the, the Eva Doctor should have lasted longer, I think it wouldn't have worked because up until that point, we were going, well, the Doctor is just faking it, isn't it? That's what we assume. Mm -hmm. So if we had extended that for longer, we'd have just been going, well, the Doctor's faking it anyway. We'd, we know he's just actually or... secretly... That I do think because for that moment I fell for it, but it wasn't for long. And then I was, but I because and then I was kind of like, okay. Then it did the then it did the reveal, and it's like, ah, you've you got me. I think it lasted just the right amount of time yeah. because if you'd have gone if you'd have gone too short, no impact. But then there wouldn't have even been a scene because it's. But if it were too long, then I think the problem there would have been. I would have been annoyed that he was faking it, and he never and he didn't say sooner. It would have been kind of like, I would yeah. have been living this lie for so long that it would be annoying to come out of it with no proper resolution. I think it, it lasts the right amount of time to be fooled to the, like it's when you, if you, if you play a prank on someone, it's got to, it's got to be in good taste, but it's also, it you can't do it for like an hour. You can't prank someone and then not reveal that everything's okay straight away because if you don't if you don't tell them everything's fine after doing a bit of a mean joke they're going to be pissed off at you because you let them feel that pain for so long so i think it would have i think it lasted the right amount of time for both the characters and also for the audience and i'm surprised i'm really i'm honestly surprised the audience are annoyed at that scene from what you've told me because it's 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 well done and then even when it ends you get the funny moment where he's like did you forget? It's David. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and we all swapped our ammunition for blanks. The guy One goes, guy. <laughs> <laughs> like, all oh, that would have really ruined this <laughs> fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> I love that. There's a lot of funny moments, actually, just while. I wrote, I wrote quite a few down. Um, like, for example, in Pyramid at the End of the World, where <laughs> the TARDIS lands and the Dr. Nardo step out. And the woman goes, what is that? He goes, it's Nardo, but he can't help it. <laughs> I love that quote. Um, that was one of them. Other things I wrote down were, obviously, there's Bill's date twice, where the Pope just walks in, yeah. and then um, the Secretary General of the UN walks in. I love that. And the, on that quote that the Doctor says, I can't. I, if you've got it written down, say it. But do you know when he, um, when she's saying, and then the, so how'd your date go? The uh, the yes, UN yes. walked in, and then he's, what does he say? Yeah, it's, it's like, a, I understand you're on a date, and she goes, uh, 
we were interrupted. She doesn't say like. We were, we were no, she went, How did your date go? And she went, the, the UN Secretary General. And he went, awesome. And she's like, no, that's not a euphemism. And he's like, good, because I really didn't understand it. <laughs> but the, it's the way that line trails off. And it's like, good, because I really didn't understand it. And it's yeah. just like, <laughs> there and are the, so many. And the, um, mm. that, and there's also like the whole Dr. Nardole blind thing that you said you really like. It's quite kind of slapsticky, sort of silly humor. Yeah. But when it's like, the, oh, um, look. Oh, it's like the pass over the Veritas. Yeah. And he goes, oh, it says uh, Veritas, does it? <laughs> And then the bit where the, obviously the Pope walks in and he's like, the his his excellency, whatever they say, wants to speak with you. And the doctor's like, Well, why doesn't he come himself? And Ardo's like, Yes, he's right in front of you. And he's like, Oh, oh hello. <laughs> Sorry I didn't recognize you. There's a really lot. well well delivered as well. Cause it and then later on down the line where it's the um just that blue light coming across and it's like, oh, there's a strange blue light roughly <laughs> four feet in front of us. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's and, a really um, as well when he's, nice walking, when he's walking towards the pyramid in episode two as well. Mm. And Bill's like, going, there's a monk coming out and Bill like goes, why are you doing that? It's like the way she says that, like, why, what I'm, are you doing? I just love that. It's, it's, it is a, and I did like how he, he was able to make the toggle button thing. The, uh, the walkie talkie the, the kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's so Doctor Who. There's a mental. lot of funny moments as well. Um, the bit when they all say in, like all the deep and meaningful quotes that love very poetic Stephen Moffat lines, you like in darkness we are revealed, these kind of things. And um, <laughs> I think the Doctor and that priest guy says a few, and I can't think if it's Bill or Nardon who says it. I think it might be uh, Bill. And she goes, You'd be great writing Christmas crackers, wouldn't you? Because they say so many things like that. I love that quote. And um, the last one I've got. I've written down is Missy, who's Missy is just hilarious all the time anyway. Um, but when she's been executed, she's on the floor and they get to move her. And she goes, Get off me, I've been executed. <laughs> and she just wants to lie there and be all dramatic. <laughs> that bit got me. And the bit with um, Nardle, which when I was doing you a video, I said Narwhal at some point. <laughs> yeah, you went, Narwhal. I mean, Nardle was very good. <laughs> but the bit where. Um, He's being, he's like, stay behind me. And um, Bill says, are you secret? Not only are you secretly a badass. And he's like, nothing secret about it, baby. <laughs> and, then, and then turns the corner and he's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also the bit really, oh. a, a nod off screen that really made me laugh as well was um, the bit when she's in her house and she hears the knocking at the door. She's like, oh, what is that? And she picks up the chair and she comes around the corner at both the same time. They just go, <laughs> at each other. That really made me laugh. And then he punches her arm. And she punches his arm. And, she's the like, first... and he's like, he's like, really hurt and, and then the second time he's like you really must stop doing yeah, like, that probably like, okay. <laughs> uh, a lot of funny moments in uh something that is i think stephen moffat might do slightly better over is over Richard davis is kind of that silly kind of humor like that yes and sprinkling that into a and really I, situ- I think the, the, the way stephen moffat's done it is by having these characters he's introduced a character like nardle who is just it's a really weird one, Nardo, because this might be the only really opportunity we ever get to speak about him on this podcast, maybe a little bit in series two. But um, when he was first introduced, I mean, I liked him anyway, because it's Matt Lucas, and I really like Matt mm-hmm. Lucas. But I know when he was originally released as basically just River Song's kind of... And he wasn't originally with River Song. He was, you know, kind of about that River yes. Song adopted him. And then the reason that he is in the TARDIS is because it was sort of like River Song's way to keep an eye on him after she was dead. That was the idea. But at first, I was kind of like... Oh, he's kind of silly one-off companion. Then he came back for the next Christmas special and I was like, all right, fair enough. And then he came back to the series and I was like, really? Okay, sure. I wasn't negative to it, but I was mm. like, you're really going to do that, are you? Okay, sure. But I always enjoyed Nardo and I used to know people, I know people that really didn't. Initially, but... Okay, 
initially because I hopped onto this series when it first came out. Mind you, my memory of that is patchy. But I didn't think, I thought he was a bit kind of, oh, he's, a bit, he's a bit funny. I kind of like, but he's really, this is one thing I will say about every time I've come, like this, coming back to Doctor Who now, I'm enjoying it so much more because I'm not, because at the time, I didn't have anyone to talk it through. So I was very much kind of like, David Tennant's the best, David Tennant's the best, David Tennant's the best. So anything else that differed, I was very much kind of like, this isn't good, you know? Yeah. And by coming back to it, I'm kind of like, George, you were an idiot. Yeah, because this is... And you you sort of feel like it's a... I sometimes think about the Capaldi era, because I remember, even though I love Capaldi, Mm. his era as a whole isn't great, generally. And I do remember when he was on, I was very negative about it. Like, oh, we need to get rid of Stephen Moffat. This is just bad. Mm. This this isn't as good as it used to be. And I think you're always going to think, I know Chibnall's coming along, I'm going, Chibnall's bad, we need to get rid of him. It isn't as good as it used to be. And I think that's always going to be the case, because you're always comparing it backwards and a series generally doesn't get better does it as when it's been going for 13 series yeah, at this at this point it when it's been going really... for 13 series they tend to not most series i've noticed i've seen i've seen a thing about this recently actually it's not just a like a theory yeah. or a ranking kind of thing but there's an idea that most series peak in their fourth series that getting, and i thought yeah that applies to doctor who and i've thought of other series before when i think oh, that works they're the long-running series they tend to peak in say like the office for example I think that peaked in series four. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that peaked in series four. All these kind of, they all kind of do that. Yeah. So anything after that, you're on the downward slope. And yeah, you can have blips and go, wow, that was really good. That was really good. But generally, you're always going to be going, not as good as that, was it? Mm. So I sometimes... And it kind of taints your viewing of anything future. Yeah. And as much as I love Capaldi, I sometimes have this thing, like, I really wish I appreciated this era more when it was happening. That's exactly how I feel about going back to these eras. I'm kind of like, like, I've been able to justify why I think David Tennant's era is the best and why I believe he's the best Doctor. But now, whenever I watch Matt's Doctor or Capaldi's or Eccleston's, I'm like, but these ones are good in their own right. And they are still good. You know? I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm not going like, they're not as good as David Tennant's era, so they're terrible. I'm going, they're not as good as David Tennant's era because I think David Tennant is better for these reasons. But they're still very good for these reasons. I'm, I'm, I'm. It's nice because I'm able to rewatch them and give each era its own a kind of a second chance, a second chance as its you own, do on this podcast. And it just, it's, and I'm allowing it to prove itself to me. By its I own think that's merits, also. I also nice. think that's the gem of watching these episodes isolated as well. Yes, because I've. Some episodes that we've done, I can't think of any off the top of my head, but the, the context has changed. When you watch them in a full series rewatch, it might be an episode that's really, really good before it, and then you get to this one, and you go, this one's not very good, is it? Yes. But when you just watch it on its own terms, you're like, you know what, actually, this isn't bad. Mm-hmm. And, I enjoy, and this the Monk trilogy, I've always really enjoyed anyway. I've never... Extremists took a while to grow on me, but I was never like, ugh, that episode. I always enjoyed it, but it just took a while to... Mature, like cheese. So, <laughs> yeah. Thanks, strange, Aiden. Thank strange you. thing to say Thank there. Um, but yeah, so it's watching these three, and I don't want to look at negative opinions because I just don't really think they're valid because we've said all the reasons why I really enjoy it and why you really enjoy it because I, I think they're an incredibly strong set of episodes. And the Pyramid at the End of the World is my favourite of the three. Mm. And it is, I do think, one of Capaldi's genuinely one of the his best. One. one of his, yeah. 
I, the, one I, the, the one with the pyramid. Yeah, but there's the, a pyramid in the last one as well. But I was just making sure that I'm on the. But I agree with you. I think the middle one is the. It's it's my strongest. favorite. It's my favorite one, and I do think you said it was extremist. I've changed my mind. I've ago. changed my mind. <laughs> but uh, I've been like in my mind, I've been fighting between the two of them, and I've and I've oh, concluded that. But it is that is my, that's my favorite one, and I not only do I think it's the best of the trilogy, but I genuinely think it's one of Capaldi's strongest episodes. I can't make that statement because I don't know many. Obviously, know his... obviously, you compare it to something like Heaven Sent to World of Time. Yes, it's not that good, but. Yes. I still think it's top 10, top 15 of his episodes. I really do. Yeah. Um, when it comes to these three, for me, I it was in my mind fighting between extremists and... I do really pyramid. like... I do really like extremists. Yes, I do. And I do think the idea that a simulation, you know, or do we live in a simulation kind of conspiracy theory that people have, I do think that is very ripe and perfect for Doctor Who. I'm yes. glad they deal, dealt with it. The only thing is, my problem is that just there's not enough answered about it. Or, That's like, just... it doesn't maybe have enough consequence as an idea, maybe. Yeah, but uh, even that still is, as I feel like we're just on our wrapping up before we do yes. what we do to fix it here. Um, the, that still has really nice moments. That just the whole high concept, as I've said, is really nice. When they deal with the simulation in itself before they don't explain it afterwards, that's really nice. Mm -hmm. Even the contemplate the the idea of bringing River Song as a concept into it, really nice. And the idea that the line that you um, you wrote you said to me that you really liked is when um, the priest saying that we offered you confession, but you said yes. it would take too much time. And then he says you seem like a man with lots of regret on his mind. And that at that time they're kind of hinting at Missy and River Song. That's the idea there. But as you said, that opens up so much more. Uh, one thing I love about doctor who is when they acknowledge like i've said this i've said this in this episode when they acknowledge the past and how much the doctor's done and they acknowledge that kind of thing twice i'd say in these three episodes once with the execution of people where i, forget, I don't know his name but he's on the middle pad and he's like you've got a billion like so many deaths yeah he goes look at all the look at all the deaths yeah. credited to me and he's like they all just run away and I love the. I love, you, and you're unarmed. I yeah. always ask, oh. <laughs> that bit as well because it's. He says he asks him three questions and he just says one word to each and I think that's really nice writing there. I think if I can remember this uh, correctly, it's you're unarmed always. You're alone often, and then I can't think what the last one is. You got a big sword. Yes. Yes. It's something I don't know. It's it's, it's something like I can't think what the last. A one grenade is. launcher. I can't think what the last one is. And it's sort of ruined my point here. But it is. I love that how simple it's just always often it's just three words and then that whole a plan of executioners mm -hmm. run away from the yes. executioner and it, but it's it's though it's that moment and also as you said the one with the offering confession they both show you one of them shows you how powerful the doctor is and how much he can do by himself and how many deaths he's caused be them bad guys like we don't like they some of those would be bad guys and all that kind of thing you know yeah but he's how many things because there'll be aliens as well how many things how many things he's killed and also we've got with the confession how much regret he's got probably for a lot of those things he's done and then when we come on to episode two as well and there's a bit when they're all in that room we're talking about general episode as it all develops throughout the thing and uh you see that develop from that man with regret who has all these body counts his big body count and stuff mm -hmm. and then it gets to um when they're in that room and they're talking about how to deal with the monks and nardal goes well force is never the right answer is it is it doctor and the doctor's like strike everything you've got at the and i love that that it's actually 
especially him being the president of the world as well. I love that idea that actually the doctor kind of is a military commander mm. and he knows what he's doing mm -hmm. in that. And I think that's a really nice development mm -hmm. from that quote in the episode before. So the pyramid at the end of the world comes along and I do, like I said, it elevates the monks from the episode previous before, from the episode previous episode before. And I do think there's some really nice concepts and things in there. And then finally onto Lie the Land and it's all nicely tied up. So what would you do? Is there anything that you would do to fix these three besides anything we've already said? I don't know. I think they all work fine. Maybe in the first episode, as we've discussed, add a little bit of dis not discussion. Explanation. Explanation at the end to kind of round it all off a wee bit. Um, in episode two, I think that one's strong by itself. It works fine. It works well. Episode two, I didn't write a single negative thing about. Not a single note was um, negative about episode two. I like his outfit. It's a nice oh, dress, dress and of colour shirt. The linen jacket. Yes. Oh, I remember seeing that at the Doctor Experience. And I used to have a photo of me with it. Hey, but... It, Why, oh, me with some but my, my photos from the Doctor Experience of that year were wiped. And I, what? I only have about 30. When that I is took, heartbreaking. I, I, probably I probably took about 150 and only about oh, 30 well. left. So how, I, what, how did it all... I don't know. I don't know. I must have deleted them by accident. Yeah. I must have seen them and gone, oh, that's 2016 and I can delete them and they're backed up. And they were 2017 and they, they were gone. Yeesh. But I still, I still have some, but not all of them. But I did have a photo of me with a linen jacket. And I was like, oh, I can't believe that photo is gone. Because I love seeing it. Just how, why are you ever excited to see a jacket? Do you know what I mean? Oh my God, it's that jacket. It's linen. Look Let's at take it. a selfie with a jacket. But I just love that jacket. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, things, as we mentioned, just kind of round off some edges. Yeah, that's generally how I feel. Like I've said, the explanation scene I would put in, um, just at the end of Extremist, just to say, you might have some questions, but these are the answers to those questions. That's mm -hmm. all that needs. Episode two, I generally don't really have anything mm. that I would change. There genuinely isn't... Not that it's like a faultless, perfect episode, but for what it's doing, I don't think there is... I can't think of a single thing I'd change. Besides maybe like a production issue, maybe something like... The directing was slightly a bit, or the editing rather was a bit weird, like the the bottle smashing and that kind of thing was. A Which bit, was just a stock image. Yeah, that I sort of didn't wasn't really a fan. The of glasses. That, but that's such a such a minor point. That the, it's like, but it, yeah, okay, with that I will say it was a bit heavy handed. Like with the butterfly effect, I love and incredible. It's always an incredible. It's very interesting in whatever medium, to be honest. But I, it was a bit heavy handed. At how I was like, okay, butterfly effect. You know those glasses that smashed earlier? I'm going to show you the glasses smashing again. Yeah, that was just... It all it's, just it's a bit kind of, of like, remember this? It's yeah, a bit no, heavy none of, none of that was necessary, but that's, again, minor. I'm not really yeah. bothered. I'm not bothered about and that. And that bottle looked like it was... But I'm not... So, so episode two... 2014. Please. Episode two, I don't have any fixes. And episode three... I mean, I said maybe extend... Oh, I'd have got rid of Bill's narration. Actually, I'd have got rid of that. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, episode three, I like, even though I said maybe I would like to the doctor to lap the evil doctor to last a little bit longer, I'm fine with the way it's structured. I do, I think, don't, I, I, yeah, I, I think, think it, it, I don't think you sh can change that. No, scene. I think it works. Because if you do, I For, think it just wouldn't work. The only way you can extend that is by restructuring the entire episode or at yes. least, you know, extending it by five minutes or so. So, generally. I have very little that I would change about this episode. Yeah, the thing is, though, I left mine at home. So he's got his glasses on. But my, but but he, what is he wearing? A cardigan? Since when did Peter Capaldi wear that? He did wear a cardigan in... Yeah, but wear that! 
And I'll leave my burgundy cardigan. <laughs> I've got, you won't be able to see this on the video actually, but I've got a little pin with a capaldi. Do you on know it. my pin? That. Do you know that the works. thing on the back? It doesn't work. Oh, so it just falls off. You but I found be, him. So you it's... might be able to buy them. Actually. I will buy a new one because that. Cause... Also, these glasses are so steamed up, I can't even <laughs> see you. <laughs> But you know, see, I'm, all I'm wearing, these days I'm about wearable technology. I, I, I'm wearing point. jeans, which the doctor didn't. Well, did he? If he did wear jeans, they weren't. Powder wouldn't wear jeans. Yeah, all right. But um, who wears jeans? I wear jeans because I don't have any trousers. Add me, add me on me at the moment. But I'm wearing. I'm, I'm, I... He's gone for Capaldi in Robin of Sherwood. That's the look. Plus jeans. Plus jeans. Plus jeans. Yes. So I think that brings us to the end. I'm perfectly fine with that. Well, what we were going to say, there was a quote that he says, isn't there? Oh, it's it's, thank you for playing the Big Pyramid game. See you see you next week. Hopefully not. Yes. It's something thank like you for that. playing the Great Big Pyramid game. Something see like you that. next week. Damn it, we've butchered the quote, but oh well. I'm, next I'm, week is our final episode of Series 1. Of Series 1. Series 1. Don't, we will don't, be back. Don't, <laughs> don't go away. Yeah. Don't go away. Yeah. <laughs> don't be listening to this and be like, oh, that was nice while it lasted. <laughs> All three of you, yeah, stay. You, you wait for us to come back, okay? <laughs> we will occupy this room and start a protest. We'll chain ourselves to the to the desk. Um, I'm, I'm up for that. Um, but, yeah. Yes, yeah, so the last episode of Series 1 is going to be slightly different because we're... There's a lot of stuff we've hinted about the Thomas Child throughout this podcast. It always comes in, so I think what we're going to do is George is finally going to watch Ascension of the Cybermen slash the Timeless Children. We need to address that. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what direction we think Doctor Who should go in. Yes, that's the big thing that we're going to talk about. Um, this is kind of cool. I can see myself. In can glasses. you? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like. And, um, there's also many filming pictures that we're going to look at. Oh. Um, Talk about the new companion. I'm excited. What we think about that. that uh, John Bishop, in it? John Bishop. <laughs> so that's going to be what we're going to talk about next week. It's a very different episode, but these last few episodes have all been different. They've either been, they've either been sort of talking about an episode, but slightly longer, or they've been with guests, or they've <laughs> been... Is, I feel so threatened right now. Not with it's the glasses. Well, I can't, I, can, I can't see your eyes. I can only just make you out. So It's, it's genuinely... <laughs> the rest is the just so The fact you've got the mask up. on as well, it's, it's, just, it's, it's really kind of like he's going to... <laughs> just shoot me in a second and I'm I think you're there somewhere um, uh, yeah so that is it thank you for everybody that's listened yes thank uh, you everyone in our penultimate penultimate series nice. we know we've got three listeners now I know about that right we'll, well, say, we'll say this again next week but in the meantime before we uh, return for Doctor Who uh, we will do another podcast but we never sh- we never shout this out and we really should yeah our Instagram Oh yeah! Please follow us on edw underscore podcast. (laughs) Okay, if you are listening to (laughs) us and you enjoy listening to us, go follow us on on our Instagram because we haven't shouted this out like we shouted this out like once. We we shouted it out when we first made it, and we've never (laughs) mentioned it again since. So so (laughs) there might be a thousand people there who just you know like wow yeah oh what they've got a pot they've got an Instagram yeah. Okay, so, so what is it, Aiden? What's our Instagram? EDW underscore podcast. That's EDW on Instagram. Follow so, us if you if you're listening to us for the love of God. Follow please, us. Please, please follow us. <laughs> please. Please, we're begging you right now. Thank you very much. That is us done. Thank you for listening. Over and out from the monk. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. <laughs>